to another episode of the Julia Fandom Podcast. My name is Saint. I want to thank you all for joining me here again. Uh, I really hope that you guys are all staying safe, staying sane, not just because of the COVID, not just because of the election season, not just because 2020 seems to be geared up to kill us all in our sleeps, but uh, I just hope for your sake you're staying safe and staying, whatever that means to you. But uh, I want to thank you guys for joining us again for another episode of the Fear Your Fandom Podcast. As always, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Fuel Your Fandom. But I want to thank you guys for joining us. Now, uh, I am joined by my friend Ethan, once again, friend of the program. How you doing, Ethan? I'm doing good. Why are you waving at the microphone? I don't know, man. I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> I do that, too. Uh, and I, the thing is, is most of the time I do these as a Zoom meetings anymore. And so uh, I sit there and I just kind of gesticulate wildly with my hands, like trying to get my point across, which is really weird because my desk comes up to about nipple height. Oh, okay. And uh, my hands usually don't ride up quite that high. And so having to do something with my hands, it feels very awkward and very purposeful and just painfully weird. But yeah, how are you weathering the uh, COVID season? I've been working. Yeah. Like the whole time. Yeah, same. It's, I mean, it's affected schedules and stuff, but it's what it is. Like, what are you going to do? <laughs> Catch it or don't. Yeah. It's, I mean, they're going to pay me. Like, I, I could. Everyone's got to get out of jail free card with calling in sick because no one wants to be the company that. Told them no. Gets the news story flashed up that my boss made me come to work with COVID, wasn't and now everyone's got it. Wasn't that Smithfield, the the pork company, one of, one of those major uh, there was meat manufacturers? Meat yeah, yeah. I, I do recall that. Like, no one wants to be that. Now everyone's stressing about flu season because fuck a flu season. They're like, oh, point. is it going to be COVID? Is it going to be flu? Well, we don't know. Or it, we're going to have mass people calling out, and I'm like, I haven't had a fever since this started no there's I've, days that i'm like please 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 beep. damn it <laughs> and then i found myself remarkably healthy this season and i, I know. don't know if it's just because every little freaking thing makes me paranoid like every time i cough or like earlier today i had a lump of, of phlegm in the back of my throat that i just couldn't get rid of and yeah i'm like ah shit that's the covid that's yeah. it i there got was, it there was one time like i was feeling like worn down like i like felt wheezy and i was like uh, like you know that tightness you feel in your chest when you start getting a chest cough you know and i was, was that just when like, everything was on fire uh, no it was like i was just tired and then i went to sleep woke up the next day completely fine yeah. like lots of energy too i was like i just needed to sleep great i wasn't i wasn't that's good yeah, it's, it was COVID. it's I was like, so oh. weird because usually right around this time of year i always get uh, and we're film we're recording this uh in late september uh usually right around my birthday, which is early October, yeah, is when I get really sick, and and I've avoided it, and I don't know if that's just because of the masks, or extra precaution, Maybe. or every friggin' thing under the sun, all the sanitizer, all the hand washing, all the everything. But well, that's the thing is, I bet you all the stores are cleaning a lot more often now. I do see it more often. So, and like I said, I'm in retail, so I see. These poor people, they don't even have a regular Safeway uniform. They have a t-shirt that's like glow-in-the-dark green that says sanitation lead on it. Yeah. You're king ruling in hell. You're a lead. You get to be a lead. But you get to wipe toilets down and 
grocery shopping cart. I mean, it's a. I mean, that's a pretty. You really wouldn't have to mess with people that much. Like, you wouldn't have to deal with. You're not up bagging groceries. Yeah, and like, your flow's pretty. Like at a grocery store, people are kind of flowing in and out. I'm sure there's busier times, but you're just. What are you doing? Just fetching carts and wiping them down. I got to like, tell you, most people are still kind of assholes right now. It's it's brought out the uh, worst in people. Oh yeah, in def- grocery stores. One hundred percent. It's it's. Man, people, everyone has a comment about it. Less yeah. so now, but like everyone had something to say about it, whether it was just a, wow, my, everything's changed so much, or, oh, I forgot my mask. Do I have to, do I have to wear it? Like, can I do this? And it, like, the people doing the t shirt cover. Yeah. Yeah. To the people like, you know, this, uh, this was invented in China. Do you know this is all old a government hoax? Like, oh, come on. Yeah, just put your damn mask on. Yeah. And if anyone's out there listening, I don't care what side of the fucking political spectrum you're on, put your goddamn mask on, quit acting like a baby, and maybe, maybe we can live to see the next year and see what the hell else is going to try to kill us. But we ain't about that negativity. I've been trying to be a bit more positive lately, so... Uh, we got some really cool episodes coming up. I'm talking with a mutual friend. Uh, you remember uh, AJ? I'm definitely... Ba- yeah, so him and Patrick do like film stuff together. Right. Uh, yes. Uh, I didn't know him very well. We're going to be having a wonderful conversation uh, f- about Keanu Reeves. Nice. And uh, I-, I started doing a bunch of research for Keanu Reeves. I'm going to give you a bit of a spoiler. Holy shit. That man has been through a lot. Oh, yeah. He's had some tragedy in his life. But that's that's a topic for, for another conversation. But... but uh, Anyways, uh, but I wanted to uh, thank you, Ethan, for jumping in on me again here. And uh, I kind of wanted the topic I really wanted to uh, discuss is uh, there's a couple of different names for it. Uh, The first name that I've always called it was uh, script immunity. Uh, Another uh, uh, way to look at it is called a character shield or plot armor. Plot armor. I've heard plot armor before. Okay. And the basic premise, now I've had a lot of people when I posted on Facebook about this, trying to get people to talk about this subject, uh, I had a lot of people respond with, hey, that's great. What is that? That's and, what I did, responded <laughs> with when you asked me if I wanted to talk about it. Right. And so kind of a, a, a breakdown of what plot armor or uh, script immunity is, is kind of uh, written into the script that... Certain characters may face peril, but they will not die. Uh, and, and an example that I like to use is Darth Vader. They have a very nicely written version of the comic books right now featuring Darth Vader and in his various uh, adventures pre-A New Hope. I've read some of it. very good. I haven't read a lot of it. Right. They're, they're very well written. But uh, as, as you want to do in a comic book... Uh, you find your main protagonist, in this case Darth Vader, uh, beset by peril. Is he going to die? Is he going to be maimed? Is he going to be hurt? Is he going to be lost in space? No. It's Darth Vader. We know how Darth Vader dies. We know that he has to live through to Return of the Jedi. We know that Whatever is happening in this comic book is basically of no consequence to his physical being. Now, it may have something to do with his mental well-being, and they may use it to explore the depths of his emotions, but it's not something that's going to affect him uh, to death. Affect him to death. Right. Uh, Same thing goes with, uh, well, any comic book character, really. And there's a glaring notable exception that we're going to get into here later, but... 
by and large, you know, if Batman dies, we know it's temporary. If Superman dies, we know it's temporary. If, you know, you're watching a TV show about House. Remember House? I loved House. House was good. He was a fantastic actor. I loved that show start to finish. Um, There were several instances where they cliffhangered whether or not he was going to die or not. House? Yeah. Oh, it's been a while since I watched it. And he can't die. You can't kill House because otherwise, game over. There's no show. That's true. There's no show. That's true. Yeah. And so the peril that these characters face isn't real and, and if at that point when you realize that what happens what does that do to the suspense of the tension that they're trying to build in the program that they're they're creating and it's, i just it's a gimmick it is a gimmick it's a very strong gimmick now they use a lot when i was researching plot the plot armor and and uh specifically they call it character shield uh in regards to uh, Dungeons and Dragons, role-playing games. Yeah. Your DM can basically, for Dungeon Master, for all of you who don't know the parlance. Yes, I don't uh, have a lot of experience, but I knew that. Maybe you just don't have enough experience points. Ooh, See what you did there. Yeah, thank you. Uh, but the Dungeon Master has the, the last say on whether an encounter kills you or not. Now, the okay. last couple times that I played was a Star Wars role-playing game. And uh, down. I can tell you this, I was a speeder pilot. Sweet. Went too fast, slammed into a ball. Now, had my DM been unkind and benevolent God, uh, I might have escaped through some plot contrivance or uh, some backhanded... Oh, well, that was really a one. You didn't roll that. Oh, something yeah. else happened. You know, plot contrivance sums it up nicely, but I didn't have a benevolent god as a DM. I had a crusty old bastard who decided that my character that I had spent all this time building and playing, and this was like our fourth or fifth adventure on him. Accelerating? Sorry. Yeah. You went well, too fast. <laughs> yeah. They basically had to clean me off the wall with a spatula. Nice. So that was the end of my my playing that game with all of them. And and it sucked because on the one hand, yes, we want to go for realism. We want to have peril actually mean something. But in this particular regard, it also meant that I couldn't play with the rest of them again unless I came up with an entirely new character. And so character shielding in these particular regards can take a lot of different forms. Now, I was sitting there thinking about it in the realm of uh, video games. And you absolutely run across it in video games. Every time Mario jumps off that cliff, guess what happens? Oh, yeah, he pops back up. He pops back up. They have a risk versus, you know, there's a whole risk versus reward situation, though, in most video games. Well, right. and and But ultimately, they're not going to kill you off to a point where you can't play the game anymore. Yeah, it's, I mean... You or give you the, a different character. You, now, you, Mario's dead. Now you got to use Luigi the entire time. Yeah, you do see it a lot in, uh, you know story-driven action games like Halo and your your right uh, Uncharted that's what I was looking for your Uncharted series where you know you're getting bullets flung at you and then in the cut scene you're like oh you're like he's they're not gonna kill him off he's the main you character you kill Nathan Drake off there's no more game right and and that's the problem and I think uh 
that kind of carries over from video games to comic books. And now uh, we have a certain amount of peril being brought onto our characters through uh, television that, for whatever reason, uh, they try to sell real hard like, this could be the end. This could be the end of our characters. Tune in next week. And That's the key. It's just... Does it fall flat? I mean, do you ever feel like... Have you ever thought about it in that way? Have you ever thought about the fact that that they're not truly in peril? They're not truly in danger? Yeah, well, yeah. I think about that all the time. Um, it's Sometimes it just becomes like background. Like you mentioned with House, you know. You don't really think about it. It's kind of an adventure of the week, so it's kind of weird that they interject like uh, a serialized story to it. Yeah. Because it's, it's basically, hey, what's the new mystery he solves? It's Monk. It's Psych. It's all these... Well, I mean, it's everything. Mo- it's quote unquote Star Monster Trek. of the Week, right? Star Trek. The original, the original series was definitely Monster of like the Week. That. And you know what? Even The Next Generation was actually... I was thinking about it. It was, it was kind of cool with those ones specifically um, to see the... Uh, movie type character development because they really kept their show's monster of the week up until deep space nine uh which is kind of what i like about it and then went back to it in voyager a little bit the voyager had their meta quest of we're lost but it was still because of that it was still very final frontier new things to discover new aliens so there wasn't a whole lot of serialization because they also are like oh we got to go this way so you guys are here your problem solved cool we're moving on uh we got to get home (laughs) catch you so it w- it kind of went back to those roots, but one thing I one I liked about Deep Space Nine, two I liked about the recent series is that they did the movie thing. They explored the emotional depth, right? And there feels like there's because of that. And I know a lot of people shit on uh, Discovery a lot, and there's a lot of people that shit on actually Deep Space Nine because of it. The serialized format is that uh, because it's such a. a, a a stark contrast to what they did with uh, Next Generation and TOS right. and, and everything like that. They, people, you know, oh, well, this isn't the Star Trek I grew up on. But it allows for uh, the overarching story to help, like you say, develop these characters in a much more cinematic way. Right. And there's still a certain amount of the plot armor on those main characters. Like, you didn't think, I mean, honestly, you didn't think really that Cisco was ever going to die you know right even in the episodes where it looked very well like he was going to die right. or go crazy or 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 you know but you were emotionally invested in him because there was a serialized you got to see his character development mm-hmm. over a course of and back then everyone yeah. experiences normal everyday life things that just roll into each other and different crises that you have to do that overlap, blah, blah, blah. And then there are some, you know, there's, they do some episodes that are separate, but they kept it very serialized and that gets you emotionally vested. That's when the plot armor is so well hidden is because it's necessary for you to like, if Nathan Drake dies, there's no video game. There's no uncharted, right? Right. If house dies, there's no show. And so, yeah. The difference there is no one wants to go spend some money on not a game. Right? Right. So you have to have a main character. You have to have interesting stories with that main character. So you have to essentially cover up the plot armor 
with something interesting. If you don't, you have a tune in next week for the, the artificial Who's cliffhanger. Who's the next? Uh, right. Well, and, Forced and if, cliffhanger. For anyone listening, that squeaking in the background is Ethan's dog. is just going to town on a squeaky squirrel. It's either that or barking, so that's actually quieter. Oh, yeah, I'd much rather have this little for fucker sure. tried to bite me. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean... We definitely in serialized uh, drama beforehand, like you know, they're not going to kill the Flash. They're not right. going to kill Green Arrow until they did. And then what happened when they killed Green Arrow? The Show Lazarus gone. Pit. Show done. Oh, did they? Well, Show's didn't gone. he? Didn't he come back though? Eh. Like, didn't he Lazarus Pit back at some point? At one point, yeah. And then he died again. Yeah. And it became. Didn't he become Spectre? I don't know. I stopped like watching Arrow. Like I just watched the Crisis thing. Yeah. Oh, that's and he was Spectre in that, huh? Yeah. Okay. But I mean, by and large, if you have a titular show character, they're not going to die because they can't replace it. That becomes the focus of the show. And if you don't have uh, the Flash, you don't have the Flash. Right. I mean, and in certain instances in comic books, they can be replaced. Like for instance, since we're talking about the Flash, uh, Barry Allen died. In, in one of the crisis events, uh, and uh, I'm going to say it was Crisis on Infinite Earths. Okay. And then we, he was replaced by Wally West, who was main continuity, DC continuity Flash for like 12 years. Oh, yeah, it was a while, huh? Yeah, he was there for quite a minute. And, and, and in fact, we had the same thing. Green Lantern died, Hal Jordan. And we, and, or he didn't die, he became a supervillain. That's something entirely different. But uh, he was replaced by uh, Kyle Rayner, who was the Green Lantern for quite a few years until they uh, plot device their asses out of it. And that's kind of the thing is in comic books, at least, we're always going to end up back where we start. I truly believe that because. Well. We'll get into that here in a minute. I think the, this this next time this next topic we're going to talk about is going to be uh, slanted more towards comic books, and and we'll go from there, and and uh, we'll pick it up there. But we're going to take a real quick break. When we come back, we will talk about uh, plot contrivances, character shield, and script immunity as it resorts around comic books, or doesn't, as the case may be. All right. Welcome back. And so what I really wanted to get into now is, and we talked about the various different forms of character armor or plot device or whatever the hell you want to call it, uh, takes shape. And, and in comic books in particular, we, we kind of dabbled into it with, with like Darth Vader or with Batman or Superman. It's like these characters go through transitions all the time. You get characters like the Flash who dies and is replaced by his young counterpart. You get Superman who dies but is replaced by... Four different people at one point. Batman replaced by Nightwing. Batman replaced by by Nightwing. But the problem is, is you always know it's going to come full circle. And you're going to get Superman back with the return of Superman. Or you're going to get, you know, flashback with Rebirth or whatever you're going to do. With, uh, with Batman in particular, I thought it was fantastic the way they killed him off. Because now let me tell you this. I'm a huge Batman fan. I was not aware of this. Yeah, I'm sure. I've kept it hidden. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, I was not aware they killed him off. Okay, so in Final Crisis, they killed... This recently in comics? Uh, Again, was, I'm not a DC fan. I'd say probably in the last 10 years, 5, 10 years. Okay, but I may, might have read about it. I tend to like, keep up with the... Killed him off. The big news, right. but I just kind of... Killed him off with uh, uh, Dark Side's Omega Beams during Those one of the Crisis events. Weird. 
And so what we're left with was uh, who's going to take up the mantle of Batman. And it ends up being Nightwing. Of course, it's Nightwing. And oh, who's yeah. going to pick up the mantle of Robin? Well, of course, it's his son, uh, you know, Damien. Well, yeah, Damien. Wasn't Damien already Robin at that point? He had started dabbling as Robin, but this is what really Robin cemented it. Sword. But uh, we ended up with a really cool take on Batman and Robin with Damien and uh, Dick. And we're able to see, we're able to see a more lighthearted Batman, a more I wouldn't say lighthearted Robin ever as it comes to Damian Wayne, That's but true. but we're able to delve into the relationships, this brotherly relationship between Damian and uh, and 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 Dick that we wouldn't maybe have gotten otherwise. And of course, we all knew Bruce was coming back, and then they made it a whole event. That's, and I didn't know that. I want to read that now. That's a very interesting dynamic. What the uh, Dick uh, Batman? Well, yeah, because uh, Batman raised him, and he was the serious one. Right. Robin was the more lighthearted one, and then the the person in charge, Batman, swapped to the lighthearted one, with Robin being the Wayne, the serious, and the serious one. Yeah. So he's he's literally got raised by Bruce Wayne, and then he's raising a little Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Who also likes to murder people. Yeah. Because didn't Damian Wayne, like, he's like, he wants to kill people. Yeah, he was raised by he the League of Assassins. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, so I think it allows, in comic books specifically, it allows for a bunch of story development and character development that might not otherwise have taken place. And it makes it a little easier to do because in, like, if you're going get, to get into, like, a movie series, it's really hard to replace a main character. Because people become really invest, invested in these characters. Right. Uh, so, I mean, you're not going to want to kill uh, Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool because Ryan Reynolds is Deadpool. Actually, you kill him off. Uh, he tried to kill himself, remember? And the, the beginning of Deadpool 2 was all about that. Yeah, but so it didn't work. He can't even kill himself. He can't, he can't, yeah, he can't even plot device himself out of the movie. But, nice. But uh, the fact of the matter is, is it's, it's a lot harder to do on a TV show that focuses on a main character. Uh, unless it's designed to do it now notable exceptions with tv shows where i think the lack of uh script immunity has really played towards the benefit of the show things like game of thrones remember back when game of thrones was a huge deal right you get attached to a certain character and then terrible shit happens and that character's gone it's just gone like for instance, I have not watched Game of Thrones. Do you want me to spoil it for you? Uh, no, I, I pretty much watched all. The, like everyone dies. People everyone dies. Like, and then the people that 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 you don't like die. Don't die. Right. All the people that people like die. It seems. It oh. seems like they want to hurt their <laughs> audience for some reason. But then they keep coming back. So whose fault is it really? Well, and, and they give us a lot to play with in that show because we they allow us to get emotionally invested into these characters, and then they just pluck them. There's a lot of characters, though. Mm. There's a lot of characters, though, right? Mm. So, especially as regards to anything written by George R. R. Martin. Well, yeah, but I, I think that with a lot of characters, it's easier to you, you kind of spread out the star power where it be. There's no well, right? But they real... they took the time to build these characters up as potential That's true. like big deals, like uh, in the first season, Sean Bean or Sean Bon. As people call him because yeah, of the way dies. he spells his name. Yes, he always dies. But, uh, in fact, there's a meme going around that I still love. I repost it every time I see it where it's uh, uh, people want to design a show for Sean Beam where he just lives a nice, quiet life and pets a puppy and, and yeah. everything is good for him. 
and then he dies at the end of every episode. It'd be hilarious. <laughs> just go that route. With They're just it. gonna Kenny his like, ass. Have him just have a random story, and then like how? Yeah, it just it's literally a show about. Oh my god, they killed Kenny, but it's just Sean Sean Bean and just him. He has a day and then dies at the end of it, and then wakes up the next day and then has another day. Like Groundhog Day. Yeah, like uh, Groundhog Day. It'd be hilarious. That would be fucking terrible. Yeah, it might but. Be bad. But they allowed these characters like Sean Bean in season one or like Rob Stark in season two. And I believe he made it a season three. I don't remember uh, when the Red Wedding is. I think it was in season three. But uh, they built him up as the next big Stark and then uh, offed his ass. And I mean, no real character shield in any of that. And I think that really led viewers to kind of not know what to expect and, and give us that air of mystery that we haven't had in a show like like Star Trek and, and, and like, you know, Battlestar Galactica and things like that. Like they don't really, they're not in the habit of killing main characters off, uh, in most mainstream media because they build these shows around these actors. They build these shows around the premise that these people are going to be around as long as they can. In some cases they build them around a character that has already been killed in another form, like the agents of shield. Oh, was poor, built poor around Paulson. Jesus Christ. The concept. Talk about concept. a character that didn't have any goddamn plot shielding. They killed him so many times. And spoiler alert, yeah, a lot, a lot. As suits the plot, he did not have any kind of of of, of plot shielding or script immunity. But as with comic books, and we're going to turn right back to that. Yeah. He comes back. No one ever dies. He keeps fucking coming back. And and, and that's, in fact, that's a main storyline in the main Marvel continuity right now with the X-Men universe. Have you been uh, keeping up with the X-Men? Yes, they found a way to be immortal. They are functionally immortal. Now, and what happens is... It's, Storm? Is this Storm's thing? No. Is it, oh, I, I read an article about what Storm was going through. Uh, yeah, uh, basically what happens is... Uh, we're going to too long didn't read this shit for you guys, but uh, the island of Krakoa, which is a living island, it's a mutant, uh, is where all of the mutants in the Marvel Universe kind of congregate now. That's their nation, their island nation. Nice. Uh, they have developed a plot device, and I don't know exactly everything about it. It has to do with uh, five separate mutants and kind of a brain trust, but they're able to resurrect the dead. So... Isn't they like grow a new body and then like Professor X like swaps their mind back in, puts the game save in, yeah, and then they're like, oh, yeah. hey, I'm back. No, that's the basic principle that's behind it, yeah. and 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 by and large, they've been able to resurrect any mutant death. So uh, we have, uh, let's say X Force goes off on a mission. Wolverine bites it. I don't know how the fuck Wolverine bites it. He's got a healing factor, but he let's drowned. he does buy it. Yeah, in one particular case, they recreate him. Which brings to mind a whole other point about his adamantium, but we won't get into that. Um, so they resurrect they him. Put it back on? I don't know. I'd have to read into that. I mean, why wouldn't they? Why? If it's not going to hurt it. Like, he's already gone through the traumatic event. Yeah. I and don't know how they would the do it, It's the strongest metal in the world. Like, I guess would you rather have forged. bone coming out of your hands or the strongest no. metal in the world? They tried that. It was terrible. I mean, kept it kept chipping cool. a nail. It looked cool. Yeah. Visually beautiful i love i you love you gave the him idea. bone claws but you took away his nose it makes no sense that bone claws are 
that use could you imagine like having a protruding bone and is your first instinct gonna like stab somebody with it yeah like even if it's sharp maybe they had an entire character well i guess okay so cats obviously that that's kind of like their deal they have the the claws right so i i guess so like animal instincts and everything that's what he is but it, it the bone claws were always weird to me because i didn't seem they didn't seem that effective as maybe slashing bone breaks yeah, it's like real easy. Slashing, and he can grow it back, so no worries. But like slashing, no use. Stabbing, sure. Okay. But yeah. the knives, I mean, not only is slashing, let me just cut some metal up. Yeah, there's 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 a whole host of issues. Okay. I could do an entire episode based <laughs> on Wolverine and the plot contrivances meant to keep his ass alive, and maybe I will. But by and large, what they're doing on Krakoa is they're re- resurrecting every mutant that dies. So Scott Summers buys it. They bring him back. Uh, Kitty Pride died, and that was a whole big thing because for some reason they couldn't bring her back for a while, but then they brought her back. Oh, my. Storm, the big deal with Storm was that she got sick. She got poisoned. Yes. And she was going to die, but they fought tooth and nail to bring her back, to keep her alive. So the whole idea with Storm was that she got poisoned, right? They fought tooth and nail and were able to save her life. Why? Why? Their lives mean nothing now. And that's the point I'm trying to make with this whole uh, resurrection plot contrivance is, who cares anymore? Where's the peril? Where's the danger? If Cyclops dies on a mission, somebody puts a fucking gun to his head, blows him away, right? Right. He's back next issue. Where's the circ- where's the consequence? Where's so the wasn't the lesson though from that storm story arc from what I read in an article about it because I didn't read it myself. No, um, I haven't either. It's but from what I understood the lesson was that life like it, it was trying to convey a specific message that life isn't worth living if it's just regurgitated over and if over it, and if over. If it just can be reset, like there's nothing worth it. It doesn't have any value if it's just easily retrieved again. So do you think that they're using that as an opportunity to maybe start phasing out the resurrections? Because I'd definitely be more... I mean, I stopped reading X-Men. There's a there's a whole big thing. Oh, and again, I could go into why I don't read X-Men really anymore. But... I don't have the time. This particular... <laughs> well, that's the main reason. Money. Time. Uh, I just can't wrap my head around disposable humanation humans like that uh disposable mutants like that i can't wrap my head around the fact that their lives essentially mean nothing when you can just snap your fingers and bring them back there's no peril there's no suspense there's no reason to get invested in that character anymore true but the whole re okay so plot armor is really utilized because people want to see more of this character. Right. It's based off of popularity. Right. Uh, it was always just kind of written into the unwritten rules of comics, no one dies, but then they had to go on this long explanation as to why that person's coming die? back from yeah. the dead. Yeah. Why that person's back from the dead. They got to replace them. They got to do all this stuff, right? So, like, for instance, I mean, like, it. I lost my train of thought. <laughs> the dog squeaking through me. Where were we at? Just yeah, whether or not the life means 
has any meaning left, whether there's any real peril in, in in killing off a character when you can easily bring him back next week. Right. So the X-Men thing, I think, was just kind of exposing what that's always been there as a kind of uh, let's dress it up and give a reason for it. They're like, this is basically what's been going on. Right. And then by... It's going to happen anyway. We might as well make a story out of it. Might as well make a story out of it. But then you can focus on interesting stories, interesting character development, and you don't have to rely on shock and awe of a cliffhanger of, are they going to die? Because you know they're not. So that's maybe not what it's about. And I thought the lesson from the Storm thing was that the journey is what's important. Not necessarily the destination, because their destination is always going to be, you know, reset. So the journey is what is important. And an- another way to put that is, is without plot ar- armor, there'd be a lot less light, dope lightsaber battles that we'd get to see because they could just <laughs> kill Anakin off. As they should have. <laughs> and But then how are we going to get get that sweet Mustafar fight, you know? See, and that's really cool because uh, that was one of the things that really made me want to, to to explore this topic is very recently on the PlayStation VR, which I've been trying really hard to play more of because I invested all this time and money into getting it and everything. And so I've really been trying to delve into these VR titles and uh, Vader Immortal came out for the PlayStation VR, I want to say last month, and I've been waiting to play this and waiting to play this and it takes place... Uh, spoiler alert, on Mustafar, Invader's Castle, basically. I know. And so you play this no-name whatever-the-hell who gets in this unlikely uh, pairing with Darth Vader, and you learn how to use the Force, you learn how to use a lightsaber, uh, you use it to try and take Vader down at the end. Why? We know you're not going to be successful because Vader has script immunity. The plot armor says Vader lives to Return of the Jedi. And that really got my brain worrying around that idea because it's like... Interesting. Uh, like, so this big climactic lightsaber battle with with Darth Vader, uh, spoiler alert at the end of episode three uh, of Vader Immortal, is kind of meaningless. Because you know, no matter how hard you beat on Darth Vader, you could be a master lightsaber smith. You could be a a, a force wielding pro, and you're never gonna kill him. You're never gonna take Vader down. True. I have two questions though. Go first. Is the story very good? It's okay. Okay. Uh, is it canon? Don't know. Okay. So this is the third question. I know I said two. Uh, I'm trying to figure out if I want you to spoil it for me. So without spoiling it. Was the ending satisfying for the game itself, story-wise? Eh. I, I, I'm getting enough... Would it have been better if you, like, would it have made it any better if you killed Darth Vader and then no. it was this alternate reality thing, no. like the DLC of uh, The Force Unleashed? No, it was okay. Was fun. It was okay, but and I'm getting more uh, enjoyment uh, playing the... Uh, each each episode has its own uh, training facility. It's lightsaber dojo, if you yeah. Will. And so I've been getting a lot more enjoyment screwing around with that. And did they did they update it so the the tracking is better? Or is it still wonky? It's a little wonky. <laughs> I, I haven't played it since like I played it for about two weeks straight after it came out, and I have I've been playing other things. I've heard since like then. holding it straight up and down. It's not tracked straight up and down. 
So right. it's kind of at an angle right. because, because it's made what... for the Oculus and theirs is angled differently than the PlayStation yeah. Swans. And I don't, because Beat Saber is perfect. I don't want to like have it and be like, first time I'm playing a lightsaber game in VR and it's worse than that music game I'm playing. That being said, I fucking love Beat Saber. Oh, Beat Saber's great. I just bought three different sound packs because my family came over to visit. Nice. And we had we did nothing but play uh, Beat Saber all night. It was fantastic. That's that. I mean, oh, <laughs> yeah, I, I've thrown my back out playing that game. I actually hung a bunch of uh, uh, D rings from my ceiling. Yeah. And run my cord through there. Oh, so that's good. So it's not under my feet when I play oh, now. Smart. Yeah. Ooh. Interesting. Um, hey, you own this place. Idea. You could throw some rings up there. Yeah, that's not Except bad. that your ceiling is really high. Yeah, it is pretty high. The, the they need to make extension long. cords. That'd be cool. Extension cords or just cordless. Like, let's start going cordless. Cordless would be great, PlayStation. I know you're not listening because I don't have that kind of listenership. But, yeah, hey, for sure. if you want to sponsor, I'll talk PlayStation all day, every day. I will, too, uh, yeah. for money. Ethan's a fanboy. Also for free. I, I do it for free, too. I just talk about it at work all day. Um, <laughs> but, like... In- interesting thought that came into mind. You said the ending was meh, but as you were explaining what was going on, that can actually having plot armor on the person you're against in video games specifically is a very can get you into very interesting story situations. Cause like they can play off of that really well. Fallen Order did it when Vader jumped down and you were your dude, mm-hmm. uh, Cal Kestis, I think his name is. So, have you beaten Fallen Order? I have not. Oh, but that's fine. My son has already spoiled most of it for me. So. Okay, damn. Sorry. Spoiler play, alert. I My played, bad. I played a lot of it. I just got stuck at uh, one of the main bosses on Dathomir, and I can't get past him. Oh, okay. So. My bad. I don't care about spoilers anymore. I've I've reached that Zen spot spot in my nerdiness where like I don't care. Like if it gets spoiled, whatever. Uh, I'll try not to spoil things. But... I have not reached that point, but yeah. I'm trying. So. Apologies. Spoiler alert. Uh, There's a point where, like, you're not expecting it specifically, but Vader shows up. And then you run. I'm not, like, I, you know he doesn't die at the end, right? Obviously. Also, spoiler alert. They've already announced But for a moment there, I was like, oh, shit, am I going to die? Like, that's Vader. Like, he can't die. The end of the game, you just get Jedi purged? First of all, that would have been dope. And then just make another game with a different character and have it be a series of separate ones that all kind of like I'd have a meta into story. That. I would be super into that. Yeah. Heck, I would like to see one of um, the what's her name from the Sith Inquisitor. Uh, the she died. Uh, spoiler alert. She died. Um, sorry. You were bad uh, at this. I am not that great of a nerd anymore. But um, I before that happened, I was like, wow, I really want to see this person's story. In the Inquisitor, Inquisitorious, or whatever the heck they call it. Like, I wanted to see her Fallen Order story. I was hoping that they would make it a... Because it's Jedi, colon, Fallen Order. So the Star Wars Jedi could be the series, and they could have, like, Fallen Order, uh, Inquisitorious, or yeah, I don't I kinda, know. What, I kind of had the thought them. with that. Do you remember the old Dark Forces games? <sighs> like, I would love to bring Kyle Katarn into a modern incarnation. Speaking of... Yes, also, yes, I agree. Sorry, I did not mean to interrupt. But it actually applies to the topic of plot armor. Go, go. Specifically in those games. Tie that shit back up. Oh, my gosh, dude. And it popped into my head when you were talking about that lightsaber fight. So 
Dark Forces, love it. Love the live action cutscenes in the first one. I would have mm-hmm. loved them to keep that. That was so rad. I still mm. like. I've seen the the guy that plays the Dark Lord Jarek. I've seen him in insurance commercials. I was like, watch out, he's gonna hit you with the destruction. <laughs> um, but uh, the the sequel, Jedi Knight Two, Jedi Outcast. Uh, yes, Outcast was no. three. I think You're right. Sorry, Jedi Knight was a sequel to Dark Forces. Right, and then there was Mysteries of the Sith. Right, which was the add-on pack, pack with Mara where you played Jade. Mara Jade. Yeah. But who did you go to retrieve? Kyle Katarn, who had fallen to the dark side. You were going against the main character of the Dark Forces series yeah, in an expansion script. pack. Yeah. Do you know how you beat that boss battle? I don't remember. You fought like hell against him, and he whooped your ass repeatedly until you turned off your lightsaber and kneeled, crouched, and just gave in to the will of the Force they used plot armor to create a boss battle that was memorable and interesting. Just because the writers of Vader Immortal were meh in inspiration doesn't mean it can't be used to create amazing moments like that. I remember that boss battle. As soon as you said that, I was like, I have the dopest example because this boss battle always sticks out because it was one of those moments in Gimme. I was like, I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to do this. And I got frustrated and just mashed some buttons. Because that's before realized... we had Google to tell us all the answers. That's true. Before strategy guides and the internet. Yeah. Well, we're going to take one more quick break. And we come back, we will uh, wrap up our conversation about plot armor. And uh, wouldn't it be great to have it for yourself? But we'll come back here in a moment with uh, oh, Ethan. Thanks for listening. Which... Welcome back, everybody. And so we have been talking uh, at length and, and in very nerdy detail about uh, plot armor, script immunity, and, and kind of where it is needed, where it's not needed, uh, and, and several examples of, of both. And, and we, like I said, we talked about comic books where it's kind of an everyday occurrence. Um, and, and I think maybe you were right, Ethan, when you talked about the fact that the way the X-Men uh, universe is doing that now kind of is uh, just shining a light at the sheer ridiculousness of it. Right. And maybe uh, I've been looking at it too critically. And, and so, I mean, I'm willing to give them a pass a little. We about that positivity. Right. <laughs> Sorry. Sometimes harder than other times. But uh, what, what do you think of... Uh, now, you've been thinking about it a while now. We've been talking for a few days about this and... Have you come up with any uh, good examples of where you feel it may be applied uh, well, applied uh, not well, where you like it, where you don't? Uh, well, where I like it is uh, any movie that's like way fantasy, science fiction fantasy, whatever you like. Star Wars, I think, is more fantasy than science fiction. But I think Mark Hamill agrees with you. Right. It's it's wizards and it's... It's just in space, so, like, it's just, like, Serenity's more of a Western than, like, it's more Western in theme than it is sci-fi. But, uh, Star Wars, like, we can't have, like, some of these stories without plot armor. Like, we can't have some of these really great prequel memes without plot armor. We can't have some awesome quotes so uncivilized without plot armor oh no is obi-wan gonna fall off the ledge when general grievous is gonna get him is the big bad robot gonna kill no he's not because he we know when he dies we know the end of his story but we get to see him shoot him with a blaster and go so uncivilized and toss it with disgust and you're like yeah 
I liked it. It was good. Maybe it's a cheap one-liner, but there are satisfying moments to a lot of plot armor being utilized. Right. And in my example of where I thought it was appropriately used is, is again, in, uh, uh, in things like, like I said, with the training of, uh, of Nightwing into Batman and, and, and that whole handing of the torch, right? Uh, even if it's a temporary thing, cause we know the plot armor is going to save Batman somewhere down the line. Right. It does give us an interesting take on the character that we may not have seen before. Uh, same with Superman. It brought us four fantastic characters, or three fantastic characters in the Eradicator. Uh, I was never are we talking about Death and Life of Superman? Yeah. Oh, I love that comic oh, so much. I did too. That was right, oh, that was right that was when like, I was a teenager and when was, I was collecting. That was like the first one I borrowed from someone that really got me into comics. And I was like, what? and I read the novel right, but prior the, to reading the comic. And the comic was just so much better. Well, yeah, because it's a visual medium, but oh. but yeah, what what they were able to do with like um, uh, Steel, uh, John Henry oh Steel, Irons, that's right, and what they were able to do with uh, the cyborg Superman who ended up being this huge villain, and 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 Superboy in particular, that incarnation Superboy. of Superboy yeah. was just fantastic, and we wouldn't have had any of those moments had Superman not died, and and so yes, we know in this particular case that Superman. Uh, is going to come back. Batman's going to come back. But we end up having these in-between times that are filled with fantastic character development, plot development. Um, and, and and unfortunately, that's just not something I think that we would get in like a movie or a TV show kind of thing. Right. Uh, maybe to, and, and, and this is me speaking out of a fandom I know nothing about, but maybe to a degree with uh, Doctor Who. Uh, because the Doctor, even if the Doctor dies, he regenerates. Yeah, but it's always interesting to see who will be next. Like, but who's, who's going to be next? Yeah, yeah, but there is the tragedy of, like, he is that specific character. It's all right. It's all in the right. That's what I've come to realize over the past, like, few days as I've been thinking about this and really mulling it over is I could only come up with really good examples. Hmm. For whatever reason, personal reasons, like, I like dope lightsaber battles. and <laughs> Everyone likes dope lightsaber battles. Like, you can't be, I don't care if you don't like uh, the prequels, you can't argue that the Darth Maul versus Qui-Gon versus Obi-Wan isn't a dope lightsaber battle. See, but that's the cool thing, but, is because Darth, Darth Maul was disposable, Qui-Gon Jinn was disposable, but well, we Obi-Wan knew was, Obi-Wan you was. knew it wasn't coming. You knew Obi Wan was going to come out on top. At least, at the very least, you knew an outcome. That guy's not going to die. Right. There were some stakes, obviously, but poor Qui Gon. Did it make you go? Well, this is less enjoyable. No, you were like, that guy has two lightsabers. This is dope. Now it's like okay, so now how's Obi Wan going to pull this off? Because we just saw this guy badass Merc, and we know he's going to pull it off. Right. But how I we mean, want to know i get how. that i so get that it does pique the interest and it's all always kind of used as a, a grab me gimmick it's when that gimmick becomes obvious without acknowledging it's obvious like the x-men comic is really acknowledging like hey this is kind of stupid but we're doing it up oh, jeans um, dead again right, right exactly so without acknowledging its obviousness and it becomes obvious that's when you notice it in a bad way. 
It's the bad writing of it because it can be used and utilized to make great stories, interesting character development, moments that I haven't read them but sounded cool to me between the the dynamic shifting between Damien and all those things. Like you said, mm-hmm. wouldn't be possible. So would I rather watch nothing or would I rather watch House? You know? Yeah, I get that. I can I, I get it. It'll all wear on you. Like eventually you get tired of it. Well, and, and I had, a, like I said, uh, uh, on our last episode, I had a really interesting conversation with uh, uh, Mark Rahner. Um, we were talking about uh, Pennyworth, specifically the uh, the show on epics that revolves around uh, young freewheeling bachelor Alfred Pennyworth pre-working for Martha and uh, Thomas Wayne and and what he gets up to fresh out of the war in Lo- 60s London. and Right. And... Uh, we were talking about that, and, and and on the counterpart of that, we were talking about Gotham, and, and Gotham really, why we stopped liking Gotham was because of all the liberties that they took with these characters. Like, script immunity be damned. We it's know true. Catwoman they, comes along later in Bruce's life. It's true, they were... They but were not in this show. Right. We know that the Riddler comes along in Batman Year One, but not in this show. Right. This show just completely threw away 80-plus years worth of continuity that we thought we knew. And good or bad, people liked that. People didn't like that. I ended up being in the corner of a... I watched two and a half seasons of it and was wiped my hands of it. Right. And my son loved it. Yeah. But he's 15. I think he's the target demographic. Well, people maybe who maybe you don't have anything invested in the the characters that they're they're screwing around with. But yeah, I've been a Batman fan since my early teens, and so I mean, obviously, I'm I'm super invested in the character. Right. So if you if you it, and that's the thing, most fandoms uh, are fickle, and if you oh. change something they don't like, oh yeah, they get really upset about it. Not only are they fickle, but they're vocal. They're fickle. Yeah, they're fickle. They're vocal. They they will bitch about you changing some dump. You know. You know. I remember. There was complaints about Hugh Jackman. He's too tall. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Wolverine's what, 5'4"? Five, 5'4". Four? Five, four. In the comics? Yeah. And they were I mad because he's 6'2". Because... Yeah. And now, what, he goes through Logan and people are like, no, please come back and do a Deadpool movie with, with Ryan Reynolds. Like, you're the only Wolverine for me. Like, And he epitomizes that role. He's hard for him to be recognized as anything else. Right. I mean... Yeah, it's difficult. We, we we get precious about the things that we care about, and but and, and nerds in particular get really hung up on. But when you lose interest in something because of that, right? You the companies lose money. So it, it all comes down to basically the popularity of. I mean, they're trying to sell you a product, and because it is a product that appeals to you, you're buying it. And if it stops appealing to you because they change something too much. It's going to either fail or they're going to go and do what comics have done. Reboot. Reboot. Yeah. Everyone comes back. Everyone's alive. If they're not alive now, they'll probably be alive later. They'll come back in another way. Mm. You know, the, it's the the plot armor being used as a reset because you wrote yourself into a corner sucks. But cough, cough, new 52. Oh, is that what happened? Like I said, not That's a DC That's when they reset fan. the entire DC continuity. Because they were just like, oh, this is too crazy. Yeah, we're too convoluted. We're going to get rid of all of this backstory and just start over. 
Yeah, it's dumb. Yeah, it was but, hard. It was real hard. I, I mean, I guess, but you still kind of need to like to understand the entire, like if you're a fan, you're still going to need to know the continuity before that. And I mean, I'm sorry, but I I don't care. I, it, to me, continuity no, no longer means much, I guess, <laughs> because it's, it's, it's always going to be reset. Star Wars, they're talking about resetting this less than successful sequel trilogy. Mm-hmm. Because it didn't make enough boatloads of money. Enough boatloads of money. Like it made boatloads, but it like, still it made, made all made the money. But it could have made like, more all the money. Yeah, there could have been a couple more boatloads. Like they <laughs> they had like five. They needed like seven to ten boatloads. <laughs> so they're just gonna like, oh, we'll just flick a switch. And it's it's happened like on the broad scale, but it's all about popularity. So if you're gonna if you're going to complain about it, they're going to eventually change it. If you're going to complain about it with your dollars, they're going to eventually change it. And they're going to just hit the reset button because. Yeah, I guess. I think they don't know what to do without it, honestly. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I fall into the category of where when it's used appropriately, like we talked about with the comic books. With right. The Batman and Superman and all that whatnot, that uh, it can be used appropriately and it can drive a story instead of restart a story. Right. Uh, with In the case of the X-Men, I don't feel it's particularly used really well. But no. as you said, it's maybe shining a bright light on the fact that it's an overused trope. Right. Um, in movie and TV shows, it's really difficult, I think, um, to put any character into any kind of particular suspense because we know... Uh, if it's a character that perseveres, that they're going to persevere. They're going to persist whether or not there's peril in this episode. And I think you hit the nail on the head where it's less to the point of does this character make it out of this fight alive, a la Obi-Wan. Right. And more, how does this character make it out of this? And, and so maybe it? that's maybe it's uh, it's all in the way that we look at, at the plot contrivances as because I mean, when you all boil it down to it, it's it's pure plot contrivance. Oh yeah. Uh, even when it's your dungeon master doing it in a role playing game, he's keeping you alive for one purpose, and one purpose only to keep you invested. When a comic book company you. keeps Bruce Wayne alive, they're doing it to keep you invested. It's yes. entertainment, and so maybe we're just fed up with reality. We get enough of it. This. Harsh reality where heroes can die in a heartbeat, like Chad, Chadwick Boseman and yeah. uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. We just lost recently. These people can die in a heartbeat. We don't get a do-over. We have to that's push true. forward. We have to persist ourselves. And so maybe in our media, that's why we get so many chances to be around these people, these characters that we've come up with, is because. Life's already hard enough. Maybe we just need something that persists. Life doesn't come with plot armor. No. And maybe it's that's the the type of escapism like that's what draws people into into these forms of media. Like think about video games, huge now. They weren't so much anymore, but they're kind of based around that concept of plot yeah. armor. You just get it over. Try again. Yeah. Maybe you have back. to start a little farther back, but try again. Try again. Bullets Phoenix are missing down. your guy. Phoenix down. Save file. Yeah. Use the hill. Save spam. Whatever. Like, they're built around this idea of a reset button. Maybe that's the escapism they're keying into in your brain is like, I want to see you can. 
What? Well, yeah, you could get the message of like, oh, life is precious and stuff like that. But also, like, have you ever like wondered what this decision, how this decision would have changed your life, or that decision? Should no, I have taken that job, or should I not? Should I have, you know, not hung out with that person long, or should I divorce that person sooner? Like, you don't. Everything leads to somewhere, and yeah, what what happens if I didn't flush the right. toilet? You got the what two ifs. seconds before, and I'm sh- every human I'm sure has gone over that in their brain, and I think all these forms of media just key into that with that plot armor. But it also gives us some wonderful experiences. Right. It also gives us terrible cliffhangers, like Walking Dead's Negan cliffhanger. See, I don't know. I'm not, I'm about a season and a half behind on that show. That's so. like the opposite end of a plot armor. It's like who did we kill? I, I stopped watching after that. <laughs> George, I'm not gonna lie. George R. R. Martin and all these. See, uh, Walking Dead's another good example of show that just zero fucks given for developed characters. Eventually, just, at first, it was like Rick's gonna make it through everything, and then I think eventually he. I don't know. I stopped. Like I said, I stopped watching. So, spoiler alert. Maybe nah, I they don't got know. a movie coming out. They've got a. I knew they had a games. A standalone Rick movie for The Walking Dead. Based on, didn't he die no. in the movie? And like, no. didn't he die in the show? No. What? No. He just went away. Oh, he went away in the show. He went away. Oh, okay. So they could make a movie if yeah. they so chose. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Smooth. But uh, plot armor. Yeah. So okay. Well, I think we kind. Of, do you at least have a better understanding of what uh, plot armor and and the script immunity is and what it involves and how it can be good and bad? Uh, yeah. I I not only understand it, I like it. I, I just have done think my it, job. Depends on the writer. Depends on the writing. Depends on the character. Well, Ethan, I want to thank you for uh, coming back for another episode. I hope we can uh, do a little more chitting and a little more chatting about uh, things as they develop. I'm sure we'll have more uh, stuff to talk about video game-wise coming up here in the very near future. Yes. Oh, yes. Uh, (laughs) We can talk about Spider-Man when it comes out. Uh, We can talk about Spider-Man when it doesn't come out. We can talk about Spider-Man anytime. I have played very little of that game oh it's like my favorite spider-man it's story another game too. my son bought that i didn't play it play the crap it's such a good spider-man story because of just again it's they're they're taking liberties with it mm-hmm. but you get these super awesome moments with otto octavius and peter parker because their dynamic is different in this telling of the story okay I will put that on the top of my list. It's not like it's not in my house, so I can do that. (laughs) But uh, I want to thank you for joining us again for another episode of the Fuel Your Fandom podcast. Once again, if you're looking for the podcast, which would be weird since you just listened to the podcast. But anyways, facebook.com forward slash fuel your fandom is how you get a hold of us. Uh, Other than that, if you want to email, you can email us at fuelyourfandom at gmail.com. But until next time... I want to remind you that everything is fandom, and fandom is everything. Take care.